He said, to the extent I desire to move through you, you must allow me to cut on you. The Leader's Cut. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Leader's Cut with my best friend. I'm back at it. On planet Earth. I'm back at it like crack at it. One of my heroes, my big brother, my twin, besides my wife, my everything. I, I mean, I, I just, it is always fun when we get to sit down together. Always. And we teased this in last week's episode. Yep. That we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about our mistakes. Uh-huh. Because when, when you talk about, you've been talking about this for years, honest, open, mm-hmm. transparent. That's right. Hot has become a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And But you've lived it and yep. you lived it long before you taught it. Yep. Which is always the best teaching. Yeah, absolutely correct. But yet, with, with especially the young leaders, and we thought this way when we were younger. Yep. That if you mess up. Yeah. You could be disqualified. Yep, absolutely. Like, yeah. And the higher level leadership we got, yeah. thankfully we learned early yeah. on, mistakes don't disqualify you. It's Absol- not over. Yeah, absolutely not. Oh, absolutely But not. I think we have to normalize it. Yep. And s- somebody got to go first. Yeah, for sure. And talk about some of the stupid stuff yeah, absolutely. that we did. Yep. That we saw each other do. Yep, absolutely. In formative years. Yep. So that everybody else will be like, oh, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, absolutely. No, as long as I learn what God wants to teach me yep. through the mistake I made. Absolutely correct. It's an education. It is absolutely correct. Not a catastrophe. Yeah. So yeah. let's jump in. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the biggest mistakes we have made uh-huh. over the years. I thought about this uh, so, as soon as uh, I realized we were going to talk about it. And again, because I'm a sequential person, <laughs> I can literally give you my mistakes <laughs> in order. <laughs> and literally in order that they were received. Mm-hmm. So... um the very first one that comes to mind, I had just moved to Dallas. Um, I'm a young preacher, right? I think I've been preaching maybe 18 months because I preached my first message five weeks after I gave my life to Jesus. Um, I was in my parents' church and, you know, in, in that type of environment, they encourage the gift and they give you opportunity. I've never been, let me just stop and say, I've never been more grateful that I didn't grow up during the camera era, the yes, Jesus. YouTube era, the Instagram era, the everybody's phone up. I, I don't want anybody to hear my trial sermon. Uh, I don't, that first sermon, I'm sure somebody got blessed, but it's not memorable. You know how some people yeah. are like, my first sermon was because Jesus can. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't want to remember. Right? You know what I mean? I just, I cried 90% through it. <laughs> like I, my, I was so deathly afraid to look people in the face and I thought I was going to butcher mm-hmm. the text that I literally, 90% of the message I preach with my eyes closed. And my mom, one of her pointers and my dad's pointers after the message was, baby, look at your audience. Like I was deathly afraid, right? Um, but I remember about 18 months in, I had just moved to Texas. We go to this small church uh, in Dallas, um, older uh, pastor, and we had a great service. And, you know, he gave us his card and all that kind of stuff. And I went home. It's so embarrassing. I called the dude. It went to his answering machine. Yep. There's no voicemail, <laughs> right? Because this is 97. I went to his voicemail and I left him a detailed message. (laughs) 
telling him that I believe God gave me a word for his church and that I'm supposed to preach there. And when he's ready for me to come to call me, it's embarrassing. I, like it's so embarrassing to even say that it's cringeworthy. And he never called me and I learned my lesson and I, I have never done that again, but I, I remember the feeling I had, like I'm supposed to preach here and I need to let him know that. And I called and left him a detailed message. And this is not like I shot my shot at like, you know, a Craig Rochelle's church or Chris Hodges church or gateway or Potter's house or elevation. This was <laughs> a small church of like maybe 150 people. But I learned my lesson when he didn't call back. I'm never supposed to do that again. One of the things we we have done a lot over the years, we process together. Uh huh. Yes, we do a lot of our mistakes. <laughs> yes, we do. And we we've spent a lot of time talking about what we felt like the Lord said mm-hmm. or showed us. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like? What What did you sense the Lord saying? Oh yeah. Um, I I obviously this this wasn't straight away, but. The Holy Spirit dealt with me after a long period where I know you got the voicemail and you just didn't call me back. Um, I can't open any doors. I can, that guy has to hear from the Lord. Not, me telling him is not gonna, I don't even, I don't have a relationship with this man, only visited the church once. What am I thinking is going to happen? And, and I've seen so many young guys do it since who actually think if I shoot a DM and say, bro, will you mentor me? That it's actually going to happen. I'm not mentoring you. Like Jesus chose his disciples. The disciples didn't choose Jesus. Jesus even reminded them by saying, you didn't choose me. I chose Mm -hmm. you. And so mentees don't get to pick their mentors. Elijah walked past Elisha. Not the other way around. So this is not a cold call kingdom. It's a kingdom of assignments. <laughs> okay. That's how you go. This is how you, <laughs> this how you feel right now. But that I, early? I, I, you feel like th- this is, you feel like that right now. But I mean that how this many, it's not a cold called kingdom. How many, <laughs> how many times it's the k- 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 for me. Yeah, That's I what mean, it is for me. Well. Ooh. Oh God. I love the way he uses you. That was nasty. How many times have we seen young men or women though? Think, all I have to do is shoot my shot. What God needs me to do is shoot my shot. No, no. If God says sit and be silent. That's exactly right. That's what he needs you to do. That's exactly right. Absolutely. You're not even helping your case. You're actually damaging it. You are. <laughs> that, that's the so equivalent. True. Like I, I, of When we were younger, a girl coming up and saying, I feel like the Lord told me I'm going to marry you. Mm. Yeah, a girl told my brother that one time and my brother goes, well, when the Lord tells me, I'll call you. Yeah. But until then. Yeah, absolutely. You will not hear from me. Amen. And that's the, yeah. like if you actually are dealing with mentors. That's right. That are godly, that you want to be mentored by. Yeah. That, that's actually how you should expect them to respond. That's exactly right. Everything I do, I wait for God to speak. I'm that's just exactly you right. reach out to me. Yeah, absolutely. I wait for God to speak to that's me. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I love it. Yeah. I, I look back in some of my early moments in ministry And I think there was a theme of mistakes I made, but I'll use one as an example. I think I got, 
because of my insecurities and because I was looking to climb, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would get more focused on the people in the room I thought could help me climb mm. than on the ones God was asking me to minister to. Mm. So here's an example. One of the elders, they'll go nameless in Dallas, but in the early days at Gateway when I was the youth pastor, pretty much the only kids in the youth ministry were elders' kids. Right, right, right. I mean, this is, which is, which is dangerous for, like, that's not if good. you're for job security, yeah, that's that not is good. a, if you're in that situation, you need to pray about that because they all go back and tell the entire board that's, of directors. That, that's exactly right. What you do. Yeah. Okay. Who happen to be their parents. Craziness. So one of the elders, their daughter got into a, a situation, not a huge deal, but this kid, uh, this young man liked her, yada, 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 yada. He, he gets into this deal. Well, mm-hmm. so we, I end up in a, a private meeting with father, mm-hmm. the daughter, and this young man. Mm-hmm. And the young man had a tough story. He grew up an orphan. I mean, it, it, he was in a tough spot. And mm-hmm. he was someone God had entrusted to me mm-hmm. to care for. Mm-hmm. But I was so focused on the latter mm-hmm. that I completely forgot that this young man, whom God loved so much, was in the room. Wow. Cause I was just fixated on there's yeah. an elder in the room. Yeah. And so I went into impress the elder mode, whatever I thought would impress the elder. So I started everything to me I did in that meeting was wrong. I, I, I look back on that meeting. I'm shocked. I didn't get fired <laughs> because I literally every single statement I <laughs> oh made and he let me lead the meeting. Well, oh my, which gosh. is the worst thing that can happen yeah. when you think you are ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go lead the meeting in front of this elder. Yeah. Every, every mistake I made. Yep. And after the meeting and, and I could feel it. You I mean, you know, when you mm-hmm. know there's mm-hmm. no grace mm-hmm. for what you're doing, mm-hmm. you are not under the oil. Mm-hmm. And after the meeting, I go home, Holly's like, how was it? I said, I don't even want to talk about it. Mm. And I went and processed it with the Lord. And I sensed the Lord say, don't ever forget this feeling. Mm. You didn't care about that boy. You did not care about me. Mm-hmm. All you cared about was the ladder you're trying to climb mm. and the man you were trying to impress. Mm. This is how it will go for the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. If that's what you think about. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I made so many mistakes yeah, yeah, those yeah, first yeah. two years. Yeah, for sure. They were all like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. just I was focused on the wrong person. Yep. So he taught me early on. Yep. I don't have you in the room for that elder. Forget he is there. That's exactly right. It's for this young man. That's right. And you fumbled the back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. But I've never forgotten it. No. And see, um, uh, to me, failures are findings. Failure is where you find out something. Hmm. If you're a learner and humble enough and you're actually looking, you'll find something out in your failure. It's great. Because I'm thinking about my failures and many of them are one and done. I don't have many repeat. Repetitive. Because yeah. fa- I found out something, I made the adjustment. It's a learner. And I moved on. So I got to tell you one that is, um, ooh, this one's, this this was this was stupid and dangerous. So um, Juliet and I got married in '99. It's 2001. Um, I'm the youngest elder at the Potter's house. Okay, um, and uh, 
all's go- going well. I'm like the the number two. You're on a hot streak. On, I'm on I mean, a hot streak. Yeah, there was yeah. divine momentum back. The, the youth pastor is doing great. Mm-hmm. I'm his number two. He has me preach for him. I'm kind of like the darling. You were of on the one. church. Mm-hmm. You're golden boy status a little bit. Now we've been married. It's a very very important. Juliet and I have been married 24 months. Um, a girl calls the youth pastor and says that Tim and I have been dating for the last two years. Now, mind you, I've only been married two years. She calls the youth pastor and says, Tim and I have been dating for two years. And um, the youth pastor calls my wife, does not call me. Calls Juliet and says, Tim has been dating this girl for two years. Did not call to even run it by me. Is this story credible? I need to talk to you and your wife. He just calls my wife and says, Tim's been dating this girl for two years. Like as fact. And then he calls me. First in court sounds right. Into the cross-examination. So then he calls me and is like, hey, this young woman said, I've already had a conversation with your wife, so you better go home and fix it. I am seeing (laughs) all the colors in the rainbow, fam, and there are no skills to be found. (laughs) I am pissed, okay? And I go home and I have to explain to my wife, I am responsible for something in this narrative. And I'm also not responsible for a lot of things in this narrative. Let me tell you what I'm responsible for. I'm responsible for having so much low self-esteem that the company of another beautiful woman outside of yourself filled something on the inside of me, just the attention she Mm. gave me. I said, I've never kissed that girl. We've definitely never had sex. And dating is completely delusional. Laughable. I said, baby, she she's livid, right? She's ready to yeah, someone told cut me. everybody, yeah. right? That girl's Caribbean. She is not American. <laughs> she's Jamaican and Bahamian. The Bahamian side is docile. Right, it's Commonwealth with Britain, but there's another side of that, that coin. Jamaican <laughs> side is machete toting, bumping cot. It is scary. It's violently I scary. Love that girl. And she's like, after I off you, I'm off in her. Like she, <laughs> this girl. I'll tell you about that in a minute. In, in case Julia's gangster. <laughs> so I had to tell her. I'm like, I never kissed a girl. I never. I said, but I am. I am accountable. For giving this girl too much attention, unreal, and she and you already knew your why. I already knew my. Why. I mean, you I, already I knew you my were, why. Like I you had, you why, were in bro. touch with that soil. Yeah, I'm, I, I knew my why, bro. She's an attractive girl, and and it was an attention. thing. It was an attention thing, bro. It, it, it was just dumb. And um, now, mind you, I'm a I'm a the youngest elder there, right? And um, I feel terrible about what I've done, and so. I, no one within the ministerial ranks, not even the youth pastor, 
He just said, go home and fix it. I came up with a letter. The title, the, the header of the letter was temporary deactivate, de, temporary deactivation from leaders, from eldership. I made it up. And I wrote a letter to the ministerial uh, oversight at the time, who was Rita Twiggs. And I said, um, I'm stepping down as an elder. Uh, I have uh, put myself in a compromising uh, position. There's an inappropriate uh, relationship that I had. Um, Here's what happened. Here's what has not happened. Off attention. Mm -hmm. And I sat myself down for two years. The person I gave the letter to was like, you don't have to sit down. Right. Like if you've already addressed, I was like, uh-uh. I said, I'm not get, I'm not going to step back into this position until my wife says so. And you were on one. I was you, on the street. You were one of two, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the youngest two, in my opinion, leaders yep. at PH at the time. Yep. The, the it, most known. Oh, absolutely correct. Absolutely in that correct. church and outside because of it. Yep, absolutely. You and the youth pastor. Uh-huh. And you benched yourself. Uh-huh. I benched myself for two years. Everybody was like, what are you even doing? Now, let me tell you the gangster side of Juliet. Juliet didn't wear makeup or earrings for a year walking around. She prayed to run into this girl because she was going to bomb on her <laughs> on site. This girl wore no makeup, hair in a ponytail. She like, was go, ready at all times. She was ready at time. She was she like, was pretty, she's in praise and worship. And she was in, she was in ring mode. She, she was in ju- the ring. She, she was ready to pews, sp- fam. She was so she was, she was indignant, well, especially because he, here's how I had to get to Juliet um, to believe me. Because, again, when you say you're dating somebody, time has to be spent. I told Juliet, when have I had right. time? Right. Resor- I said, girl, we have one car. <laughs> you drop me off at work and go to work. <laughs> And then you picked me pick up. Me and we, up and I said, so when have I even had? When can and I that's fit this when it, in? Yeah, when can I even fit this yeah. in? But I gave her way too much attention. That you? After church. I stood on the phone with her way too long. And in her mind. Right. Oh, she built something We up. have a relationship. Right. Bro, that was on me. That was on me to steward. I did not steward that relationship. I didn't protect this. I didn't protect her. I didn't protect her body. I didn't protect her image. I didn't protect her. I didn't protect that girl. I didn't protect myself. I didn't protect my wife. So that was on me. It's a mistake. And it was a two-year mistake that I, that that was my, that, it was a self-imposed consequence. But again, I was not going to just be like, that's a bump in the road right. and have yeah. Juliet looking at me crazy. The league would have put you back on the court that's exactly the very right. next game. Yeah. And my wife would have been on the front row and, you, and I would have turned her into the most jealous, untrusting woman of all time. Who didn't trust me anywhere with anybody, and I'm I'm I wasn't gonna I wasn't so gonna put now, that in So now th- this is more context. Is this around the same time when you turned down stepping in? That was later to that role. Yeah, that was what, later. That was after the two years. That was after the two years. Uh huh. Wow, you were mm-hmm. just on one. Yep. you were very aware. Yep. So, but but let me let me give you context to that because my youth pastor at the time he was there for four years. Um, I. This happened in the first year that I was with him. Mm. So I'm out for two. Then I'm back. And he's like, hey, I've already started talking to the lead pastor Mm. about you being my successor. He told me this a year out. 
And I told him, my marriage isn't ready for it. I just got back on the court. I said, there's two reasons I can't do it. My marriage isn't ready for it. And I'm still wrestling down a beast of a porn addiction. Like I'm just digging in and counseling. And this is one of the biggest youth ministries in America at the time. Bro, he grew that youth group from 80 to 2000 in four years. It had to be one of the three biggest in America. I agree. Sitting on a platter in Uh front of your face. Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, and you're back in the court uh-huh. putting up shots uh-huh. on one uh-huh. and still uh-huh. said no. And it, he, he, again, he stupefied. He's like, what, what is the, what is the problem here? And I told him, and I know this is, this might be TMI, but it really is TIM. Um, like literally, <laughs> I love you so much. I seriously want to hug your face off. I right told now. him, I told him, bro. Um, here's where I, I said, there's no way I could handle a leadership position of this magnitude. And I said, I would never do, I said, I'm honored by the trust you've put in me, but I would never do anything to embarrass you. I said, I gotta tell you kind of where I am. If there's a girl that's 18 that runs track, she's legal age, I'm gonna bone her. Like if I'm in this position and I have that much power and authority, I I, I can't be trusted with that mm-hmm. right now. I will have sex with that girl. I love Juliet, but there is a, there was some stuff I brought into right. my relationship with Christ. And at that time, you, you weren't, yeah. you weren't thinking about a lot of the backstory. Uh-uh. Like there were just buttons being pushed, yes, but you absolutely. hadn't gotten to a place no. that you got later as an older man of why all of that That's was That's exactly there. right. So I'm just now you digging knew, into my you trauma. you knew something was there. I knew oh, I have to be on a short word. leash. I must be on a short leash. Know thyself, fam. Like I knew I had to be on a short leash press. So I I told him and he's looking at me like, first of all, who says this? Right. Right. And I'm like, I I just can't do it. Here's my counselor. I'm because Potter's house had counselors. I, here's the counselor I'm seeing. I'm I'm accountable. I just need you to know that. And he reluctantly moved on to another mm. candidate. But I I wasn't going to front and put myself in a position I knew I couldn't handle. And then you did some deep, deep work. And how much longer after that then did you become the young adults pastor? <laughs> Four years later. So 26, I tell him, I can't do this. Four years later, I become the young adult pastor. All of those teenagers. Mm-hmm are now young adults. You still ended up pastoring them all, but as a much healthier mm-hmm. man. Yep. Accountability. There's never Shh. been one accusation of impropriety, of immorality, of I could I could be trusted with both men and women because I love their souls, right? So, so you just got to, Again, failures can become findings. And the failure of me being able to even be in a pretty girl's presence without getting giddy and allowing mm-hmm. it to cross a line. No, nah, man, I learned something about myself. And then two years later, the test was going to come. Would you take this leadership position that's going to put you in front of everybody? Overnight. Overnight, no. No, sir. This is not for me. Taking the time to prepare for what's coming mm-hmm. is worth every second of pain it is fam it was slower it was much slower yeah yeah 
again, it's like with you, I know one of the things people are asking is, how did this happen with this kid overnight? <laughs> it didn't happen overnight. But, that when, part. but when you bench yourself that's right. multiple times. That's exact multiple times. To make sure <laughs> you finish the process God wants to put you through before yeah. he puts you uh-huh. before the people uh-huh. he's going to put you before. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. I hope people yeah. catch that. Yeah. Because you took the slow path. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you benched yourself. That's exactly right. You Well, you know, talk about then and now. You can't have OnlyFans models in your DMs asking for prayer. It's a great point. If you don't kill your flesh back then. You couldn't be trusted with her soul. You can't handle it now. If you wouldn't have gone through the process. This is exactly right. To figure out why her body that's exactly right such a temptation that's exactly right and now it's that's not. exactly right and she yeah you can be trusted uh-huh. that's exactly with right. her soul that's exactly right that's exactly right so it's it's a it's a um again failures can be findings if you're curious what percentage of people do you think though because the the one-liner we usually hear failure isn't final you know like yeah. that's the people attach the word final yeah and failure yeah but when I think about findings, what percentage of people do you actually think when they fail? They go on a search, on a mission to find the why. What percentage of people do you think actually use <laughs> failure to find something they didn't know before? Less than 10%. Yeah, that's what I would have guessed. Less than 10%. It's tragic. Yeah, mo- most people fail and then go find out how to not fail like that again. Right? Like next time, don't get caught. Right? That that becomes the thing. Right. So th- it's not a finding about right. I'm curious, what it what in me thinks that I need the attention of any other beautiful woman besides It's crazy that you went there that for fast. For the rest of my life. As a young guy. Bro. With no help. No it wasn't help. like someone nope. sat you down uh-uh, and dude. said it. Dude, my heart has always been <sighs> I'm a, I was going to be a detective. So it's not just to find out others, it's to find out me too, right? That's what led me on this deep investigation of my own soul and got to the cores of my trauma was I, I don't, I'm, I was curious about my, my failings. What, why would I keep doing that? If I, Juliet's the finest girl I've ever seen in my life. Why would I need? Right one additional beautiful woman to, to pay me any attention. Why would I want her attention? That you oh, because you're insecure. Awareness. Not because she's beautiful. It wasn't because a them thing. No, it, it, it was nothing. It had nothing to do with her. And you knew it. I could have, if I was. But you had to go find it. That's right. If I, would, if, I, if I was secure and healthy, I could, she would have been like a sister to me. Right. She would have never right. misconstrued the relationship and thought we were dating. She would have right. been like, he's like a big brother and he loves his wife. Right. And he did. No, man. Which I you have hundreds. That's exactly. Of, of God's yes, sisters. Yes, I, I do. Mean, I, yes, hundreds. I do. Hundreds. I've never met anyone with yeah, more yeah. God family yeah, than yes, you. Yes, it's very, very true. And they're beautiful. They're yeah, gorgeous. Right. They're actresses. And you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're fitness trainers. And I guarantee a couple and, of track stars. Like, yes, they are. That's what, literally. 100%. Literally, yes. that's exactly right. And I'm like, and, and. They they've spent the night at the and house. That's my sister. That's right. my sister, and it's right. it's disgusting to even. It is an right. ew moment when right. somebody's like, "Oh my goodness, she's gorgeous." I'm like, oh, ugh. like you know, I married one of my god sisters uh, uh, last week, 
and uh, like the, you know, um, they they just did a very intimate uh, wedding, and uh, I just couldn't wait to get out of there because I'm like, oh, they're gonna do it, and it's just disgusting. <laughs> like, like <laughs> so that's a little brother, right? There. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's like, a baby brother. Thought. Big brother is like, oh, oh God, Jesus, I have to go. I already know y'all are gonna do stuff, and ugh, I gotta get back to the house. Um, so you know, it's like it's. But but if you're not curious as yeah. to why you do stuff. If you wouldn't have found your findings, mm -mm. you would have repeated that yeah. failure. Because most of the things we act out are just sim symptoms of a deeper rooted issue. And if we would be curious as opposed to, you know, really in church, so much legalism has bogged down and, and we automatically think if I'm, if I'm thinking this. It or, can't be human. There's no room you, to be human you, you anymore. You can't even be human, bro. It's one and done. It's it's one and done, bro. And it's 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 And so sad. then what does everybody do? Yeah. They hide everything. They hide, bro. It's the antithesis. They hide of as hot. long as you can. They hide. And then they lose climb everything. as high as you can. You know you're gonna fall off the mountain. Right. It's just let me at least ring that bell. It's like it's like American ninja warrior. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go through the obstacle course and ring as many bells as I can, but I know I'm gonna fall on one of these contraptions and Hyperextend my knee and blow it out. The more I hide, the more guaranteed it is yeah. I will be exposed. It, it's that's the truth. And it's just I I did not sleep well. It's the truth. I mean, and, and I assume that's part of why you didn't hide it. Yeah, no, I can't sleep well yeah, when I, I know can't. there's something that can be found. I and, and that's not to Facts. imply that we are perfect in any way. No, no, absolutely. But it's why yeah. we are? We, oh, we tell we each talk other. all the time about our stupid stuff, <laughs> our failures. Yes, sir. It's, it's, we're human. We are. We We're have to process. be. That's exactly right. That's exactly and right. And if you won't dig around yep. and find the findings yeah, that's that right. God is trying to put on our radar, yep. we will be like a dog returning to vomit yes. over and over and over again. And eventually that track to the vomit will lead to the other side of a cliff. It's a ditch, bro. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. So yeah, that was a, that that's was incredible. A, yeah. That was a major mistake, bro. <laughs> But I learned it never happened again. I, when I think about one of my, you know, I, I tr I've tried to over the years talk about a lot of my mistakes, just like you have, mm -hmm. because we try and model it. It's just yeah. the only person who walked this earth and didn't make mistakes was Jesus. Point blank. And even the ones who ran closest to him. Oh, they were falling all over the place. Tripped over themselves <laughs> all the time. And yeah. when, when you see how he responded, mm -hmm. it, it that's what I think just frees us up yeah. as followers of Christ yep. just to go, Hey, I'm not trying to mess up. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But I also am not going to run away when I do mess up. Facts. Facts. I'm going to own it. That's right. I'm going to stare it in yep. the face. Yep. Then I'm going to stare me in the yep. face. Absolutely. Just like you're describing. Yeah. But I, I, there's one, you know, uh, another theme of my mistakes mm -hmm. in that first five, six years of ministry was my pride. Mm-hmm. Man, mm -hmm. I made a lot mm -hmm. of stupid mistakes mm -hmm. as a result of my pride. Mm -hmm. And I've said things to leaders I should have been fired for. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You have. I mean, you've, you've seen. I mean, I, I, you, I mean, you know Byron. Byron's yeah, yeah, one of the sweetest yeah, uh -huh. people on the planet. Like I tell, I tell this the story is a publicly great story. all this the time about, story. you know, what I said about when Robert hired Byron. But I remember... <laughs> So Byron Copeland was, was my oversight uh, about two years in at Gateway. 
uh, he uh, is in a lot of ways opposite of me. I'm a little more type A. He's the opposite. He's a lot like Timmy. Hug everybody, love on everybody. Right. And I've learned to become like that because these are two men who've influenced me. But Byron was not the kind of guy or leader who would come into the room and have to let everybody know he was the leader. Right. He was very comfortable and yep. he is comfortable in his own skin. Absolutely he is. And I was a a, a wild stallion that mm-hmm. was untrained. <laughs> I mean, we, I, you I were mean, a Mustang running free through the no hills. Doubt. There yeah. was not a fence line I <laughs> yeah. saw in my line of sight those days. Oh my goodness. And Byron, the, when he first came on, I mean, remember the classic line I told Robert when he hired Byron was, well, I sure hope this guy's one of the three best youth pastors in America. Yeah. Because I don't see myself learning from anybody but the three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had 75 <laughs> kids. <laughs> 75 <laughs> kids in my youth ministry. Oh, this is hilarious. Yeah. Every time. But. Every time this story. In like one of my first three meetings with Byron, he, I was figuring him out, you know, and at that time I was strategic. I was jockeying. Yeah. You know, I felt like I had to win every meeting. And yeah. so, um, we have our, like our third or fourth meeting and he, he was soft and sweet and mm-hmm. loving on me and, mm-hmm. and pursuing me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weakness. Mm. So we get to the end of the meeting and Byron goes, well, how do you feel like this meeting went? This is, you know, we're still getting to know each other, learning each other. He said, how do you feel like this meeting went? And I literally said to Byron out loud, I can't even believe I said this out loud because I had felt it in my heart every meeting, mm-hmm. but that I said it out loud, <laughs> that I thought, Timmy, how can oh someone God. be so delusional that when someone says, give me your perspective of how this meeting went, you think <laughs> that the right thing to say is your version of the meeting <laughs> without any filter of how oh. anyone else saw the meeting. And I literally said to Byron, well, if there was a winner in this meeting, I believe it was me. I literally said that out loud. <laughs> this is just a microcosm of some of my stupidity in that season. A story I have never told. Denny, this is how I talked because this is how I thought. Yeah. You preached on it this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked this way because yep. I thought yeah, that way. Yeah, buddy. Yep. And so out of the heart, that's what was in my yeah, heart. Yeah. All this insecurity. Uh-huh. I felt like a loser. Yeah. When you feel like a loser, what do you feel like you must do? Yeah. Always win. Yep. And so, yeah. How did this meeting go? I won. Yep. <laughs> I literally said it to him. And I remember the look on That's his hilarious. face. It only, This is a strong statement. But in my opinion, only Byron could have looked at me the way that he did. Mm. And it was the sweetest, most gracious look. Mm. Mm. And it was like, oh, sweet baby. Mm. But it's okay. Yeah. You'll learn. And, and I'm telling you, what I learned in that mistake was that one of the most important things to have in life as a growing leader is a safety net of people. Oh, absolutely. Who let you make mistakes and don't judge the rest of your life That's, off of your low light reel. Big facts, bro. Timmy, Byron was the one because there, there's not a season in my life in ministry, 20 something years now where I felt safer to screw up. Yeah. I've, I've got great yep. elders now, yeah, 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 for but sure. it, it's Byron was the one. Yep that helped me feel uh-huh. safe enough yep. to screw up. Yep. Because here's the deal. If you don't feel safe to screw up, what will you do? You won't put up shots. That's exactly right. You you will not put nope. up shots if you're yep. afraid yep. to be judged by yep. one air ball. Uh-huh. Absolutely You correct. said it last night when Kobe first put on yeah. the purple and gold. Right. 
That's exactly right. He put up multiple air balls in well, his first game. That's right. 18 years old. No one Lower remembers Marion that. Lower Marion High School. No one remembers nope. that. Absolutely. Why? Because when you put up and make as many shots as anybody else yep. in a franchise history, that's right. nobody remembers that's exactly right. those early season air balls. That's exactly right. So, I mean, don't, don't you think that's one of the benefits we've had? Oh, absolutely. That behind closed doors, there's yep. been safety to miss some shots. So here's my Byron story. So uh, I, I get hired by Gateway in uh, 2012 and I become the associate campus pastor. Mm -hmm. Byron's the campus pastor. I'm the associate. I remember being in Australia, having a Zoom call with him before it was finalized. I remember and, that. Yeah, and he's like, are, are you telling me LeBron James is about to come play for this team that I get to coach LeBron James? I'm like, you think I'm LeBron James? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, he's like, bro. I, I, I'm excited and I won't get in your way out. He's one he, of the He's the most empowering he people ever. So. so I get on, um, it's 2012 and I guess I'm 37. And so uh, we are you kind of walking through uh, this process. I'm, I'm getting used to this role or whatever. And I feel like um, this was not at the, at, at my, at, at the conscious level of my brain. But somewhere in my conscious, I'm like, oh, this is a step up. I've been a young adult pastor. I've been a youth evangelist. I'm an associate campus pastor. Things have changed. <laughs> Such a dumb thought. So, because uh, the rim don't change. Right. Right? From the time you get in high ten school. Ten foot is ten foot. It's ten feet. Hickory. Measure that rim. It's you know what I'm saying? Feet. It's ten feet everywhere, right? The stresses are different from high school to college to pros, mm -hmm. but it's 10 feet, right? So um, somewhere in my subconscious, this is swimming around that I, I have made a step up. So we're in we're in a uh, oversight meeting one day and Byron's like, hey, from time to time, uh, would you, at this particular campus, the campus I'm assigned to, I'm his number two, bro, right? I'm supposed to, lift his arms, right? Help with all the gifts God has given me. He says, uh, would you be open to, you know, speaking to on, on to, to uh, the, the youth on certain nights, right? We got a youth pastor, but I mean, you have gone around the whole world. <laughs> you know this already. I looked that man in the face, <laughs> similar to the way you looked them in the face in your 20s. We're twins. And I, Toad Byron <laughs> Copeland to his face. I'd rather slice my wrist open and bleed out than to preach to the youth at NRH. <laughs> I said that crap out loud to his face, fam. It wasn't one of those cut scenes where like you <laughs> smash somebody in the face and you're like, oh, did he really do it? Then it cuts back and it was like, that was a thought. I said no. it out loud. And Byron, being the sweetest man of all time, the most patient man of all time was like, okay. And doesn't bring it up again. That's the worst. For like four That's the worst. Months. That's the worst. And it, Dude, I would love to say that the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder as soon as the meeting was over and was like, did you hear your... I'm so clueless. I'm like, this is beneath me, pal. 
You already got a youth pastor. If I walk in there, who's going to want to listen to that guy again? Have you heard me preach to youth? I'm the Pied Piper. Bro, I was sick in the head. Four months later, Byron's like, hey, do you remember what you said to me about four, four months ago? I'm like, no. Like, what, what part? He was like, when I asked you about the youth, I was like, oh, yeah. I told you that I would rather slice my wrist open and bleed. Did I say that to you? He was like, yeah, you did. He was like, but I, you had Man. just got here, so I didn't want to push on it, but would you say that was the opposite of being submitted? I said, I absolutely would say That's that. That's a legend. I said, I absolutely would say that was the opposite of being submitted to what you want. So here's what I learned. I learned that when you're in a role and your leader tells you to do something, it doesn't matter if you don't like it or not. You submit and you do it. So let me tell you how that finding matriculated. Um, we're, uh, you know, my season as an associate campus pastor is coming to an end because I'm about to be groomed and uh, uh, poured into to go plant a church. And um, they're trying to figure out, like, where do we put them? Do we, you know, da 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 and uh, I went back to, uh, uh, obviously that, that conversation was happening with the elders or whatever. I go back to Byron and I said, Byron, I know that they're already having conversations about my transition, but I need you to know. I'm not going anywhere unless you, I'm not going anywhere until you sign off on it. If you feel like I'm incomplete, I'm not taking the next step. And so unless you sign off on it, I don't care what they say. I'm giving you permission to go, he ain't ready. If you don't endorse it, I won't embrace it. And I meant that thing. And he went, you're ready. I'm like, you sure ain't got no more wrist bleeding comments that you're a little bit perturbed he's like no bro you're ready and you've done this right and i wholeheartedly endorse mm. you stepping into the next season I'm, I'm so excited for you your church is going to be great but bro it means something for the person that you've served under to feel the way the same way the way everyone else right. feels or else it's cheap it's different when people further away from you say it's time for you than when the people closest to you who know the most about you yeah. say, yeah, it's time. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, um, simply passed into the next grade, right? A teacher that looks at, you know, the sophomores grades and goes, okay, yeah, he'll be a junior next year. You know, doggone well, he needs to, he needs to be held back in the 10th grade again. <laughs> But you just don't want them in your class. Yeah. So how many people have just been passed mm -hmm. along? And these little character defects go unchecked and unaddressed. And where do they manifest? At the top of the mountain. Just thinking the whole time because they graduated me. 
I must they're be endorsing good. me. It must be okay. I, I see it. Yeah, exactly. I see it and, Absolutely. But if they're graduating me on, they let me go. Right? Amen. I'm I'm gonna wear my calping. I'm gonna wear my capping gown. <laughs> Only to be exposed. That's exactly right. At the pinnacle. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. You we had the benefit of people that had oversight over our lives, not just in ministry, but personally. Mm-hmm. And they were doing quality assurance checks. And Prez, I Thank don't you, think a lot of people are loved in ministry because they're not doing quality assurance check. They're just doing gift checks. Bro, I remember when I told Byron, so remember back in those early days when he first came on, I knew there, I, I was a, a an uncontrolled Mustang. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yes, you were. I had some gifting, but I was out of control. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. unrestrained, mm-hmm. not submitted. Mm-hmm. And when Byron came on, once I felt safe with him, I remember saying to him, there's a conversation about me behind closed doors mm-hmm. and I know it isn't good. Mm. But if they never tell me what they're talking about, I can't fix it. That's right. And I said, Byron, will you promise me that no matter how much you think it will hurt me to hear that when there's a conversation about me, promise me you'll tell me. Yeah. And I wasn't talking about good ones. Yeah. I'm talking about, because they could see, they could see my flaws. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was tripping over myself all the time. Yeah. But but I needed to be loved. And for me, love was, be honest with me. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know I'm not in a good place. Yep. And I don't want you to pretend like I'm in a good, love me enough to tell me. Yep. But I, to your point, how many don't feel safe enough yep. to where love can include honesty? That's exactly right. Andy Stanley said years ago, you can measure the strength of a relationship by how much of the truth it can bear. Oh, absolutely correct. A relationship is only as strong as the measure of truth, the weight of truth yep. it can withstand. Absolutely. So if you love me, yep. tell you me. You got to tell me. You so got to tell me the This truth. leads to one of my biggest mistakes in my whole life. And okay. that's a big statement. Okay. <laughs> that's a huge statement. This is really, really big. Yep. Um, because of all my issues mm-hmm. early on in ministry. And because my way of thinking was you can't show people your weaknesses. You can't show people you, when you don't know, you don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. I isolated myself. Mm. And I was one of the most isolated mm. human beings. Mm. Mm. emotionally isolated, mm. relationally isolated. Mm. Here was, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't know what the Lord would say, but I feel like the biggest mistake I've ever made was trying to go a season of time in my life alone. Mm. Mm. <sighs> the biggest mistake. Yeah. I tried to do it all by myself. Yep. And... It wasn't until I met you that the whole game changed for Mm -hmm. me. When I talk about all the time, Byron can take a lot of credit. Robert can take a lot of credit. You can take a lot of credit for how I've been shaped this last 20 years. But up until you, I was flying solo. Mm -hmm. And a big part of the fruit or lack thereof in my life was due to the fact I was trying to do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lord, it was his love for me to give me the time to learn the hard way mm-hmm. 
that I was not created to live like that. No, you that were it not. was not good for man to be alone. None of us. Yeah, absolutely. And so that segues a little bit into me and you. Mm -hmm. Because I feel so passionate about it, because it was my biggest mistake just doing it by myself. Yep. I want to talk a little bit about just us. And, and I don't literally mean us. Our story is our story. Everybody else has their story. Yeah, for sure. But you're one of the biggest things that changed my whole life. Because before you, it went one way. Mm -hmm. And after you, <laughs> it went a completely different way. Mm -hmm. No one in my life has ever made me feel as safe, to be honest, mm -hmm. and open and transparent mm -hmm. and fail. Mm -hmm. And be honest about what I was thinking about, no matter how wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. think about some of the conversations mm -hmm. where we said, this is how I'm going to teach it. And and then an hour and a half uh -huh. later, after talking it through with the other twin, we walk it, away and go, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm never going to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've helped me not. I mean, I remember I remember some posts I, were gonna, I was going to put out in 2020. <laughs> and I ran it past you and you were like, you're not going to put that out. And here's why you're not going to put that out. And I heard God when you were speaking. I was hurt. And that's why I was going to put whatever I was going to put out. But our relationship has always helped us calibrate. Am I even thinking clearly? How I, we'll talk over the next 20, 30, 40 years about all of, of, of us. And I know that. But as, I, as it relates to this. How do you think we've gotten where we've gotten together? Mm. I mean, you know, you know all of my mistakes. Yeah, for sure. And vice versa. I know. Uh -huh. I mean, how did all we get here? Yep. Vulnerability. Like, um, we, I, I, I've always said, I don't think you can say you deeply love somebody without risking offending them. Hmm. And we, we That's have great. risk offending each other mm -hmm. to show our love by telling the truth, always with grace. Um, and that takes vulnerability. Uh, so many men um, don't know how to put their feelings into words. Mm. And so most of their bonding comes from activities. I play racquetball with this guy. I go play golf with this guy. We're very close friends. And it's like, you, you spent five hours on the golf course with them, but you never said you were scared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you never said you were lonely. You never talked about how painful it is to walk through this season of marriage or what it's like to have a kid who just is wayward. So five hours on a golf course ain't the same. Vulnerability is you are getting naked. Mm -hmm. You you are saying stuff that your voice kind of cracks because you're like, I hope you don't run from me, but I got to tell you, I'm not in a good place right now. Right. <laughs> I'm having these thoughts. I'm not saying I'm going to act on them, but if I don't even get to say that I'm For thinking sure. it, I'm going to wind up doing it, right? And so that from the very beginning, this is how we started our relationship. And throughout the years, because we logged so many hours in that first probably four years, it just got easier. 
Like I, it, it got so easy. And let me define easy. We don't use disclaimers with each other. Right. Like we don't have to go. Now, when I say this, bro, you know that I don't literally mean. No, I just get to talk without even trying to put disclaimers on it or trying to what I would have to do, even if I was to say something on here, I would try to put as much context around it. I don't have right. to do that when we talk. Right. It's so unfiltered. So um, I think that's rare and people have to be very intentional to get that. It's not impossible for anybody to have. We we hope everybody gets it, but it takes work and intentionality for that to happen. Uh, while you were talking, I felt the Holy Spirit remind me just in the sweetest way. It, almost like a flashback to what life was really like before you. And then one of the biggest moments in my life where I needed you. Uh, and to this day, it's so really hard to talk about because it was such a dark place. Mm. You remember when for two years I was battling a spirit of fear that I've never been in a fight. I mean, I literally felt like I heard the enemy say, if you say yes to this calling, what I did to Job will pale in comparison yes, to sir. what I do to you. I distinctly remember that. Yes, sir. And Timmy, I went two years and didn't tell Holly, mm -hmm. didn't tell you, mm -hmm. didn't tell Robert, didn't mm -hmm. tell my brothers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My parents didn't tell anyone. Yep. I tried to fight it by myself for two years. Yep. And I was ready to quit ministry. Yep. And while you're talking, the Holy Spirit just reminded me so sweetly. You know how he does just, it's like he takes you back and, and shows you what could have been had you have gone the wrong direction. Had I have tried to navigate, I, I think I, I, I definitely would have left ministry. Yep. My wife would have left me. Mm -hmm. I was becoming an absolute out of control stress ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally the smallest thing would happen and I would freak out because I, I, I was all, I was living in fear that in, at any moment, the other shoe will drop and I'll lose everything. Yeah. My kids are going to die. Yeah. My wife's going to, I mean, yeah. it, was yeah. Yeah, it was, it was out of control. It was, it was dark, but I was so afraid Yeah, because I, another lie I was believing and hearing at the time was if you tell anyone this, mm -hmm. you will lose all mm -hmm. their respect. Mm -hmm. And so two years went by mm -hmm. and I became a very unhealthy human. Mm -hmm. I didn't like me. Mm-hmm. But I remember sitting down with you without a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most embarrassing things of my whole life. It was worse to me because I felt like no leader should should live in this kind of fear. No, mm -hmm. no strong leader. Mm -hmm. I was humiliated. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling you. And I, I can tell you exactly what I felt as I was confessing my fears. Because I was looking right into your eyes. Mm -hmm. I was, you weren't even talking. Because mm -mm. I was just, you you do this so well. You, <laughs> you did it last night at dinner. You're like, I know you need to get this out. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you go. Mm -hmm. And then, I, I'm and then just I'm going to finish when you're finished. Uh huh. I will <laughs> give you the gift of containment. Yep. And I just looked into your eyes and I saw a measure of acceptance and, and the way I would describe it, undying love. And I remember, 
I remember you saying some things that I wasn't alone. You got so riled up. You got so riled up at what was picking on me. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. And you said, I will sit here. I will stand here. I will walk with you. I will run with you. I'm going to fight this with you. And I'm telling you, it's why I say trying to do everything alone was my biggest mistake. Mm -hmm. Because had I have tried to navigate that by mm -hmm. myself, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. I would have lost everything. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so it's part of why I'm so passionate yeah. about talking about yeah. what the gift God's given me yeah. in this relationship. Yeah. Because, it, and this is not hyperbole, it saved my life. Absolutely. Mine it saved too. my ministry. Yep. It saved my marriage. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be who I am. Mm -hmm. Forget about the people say, I want to be where I am mm -hmm. without so-and-so. I don't care where I am. <laughs> I don't. Me either. I do not care where I am. Yeah, absolutely. I care about who, who I'm I with. am <laughs> is a result uh -huh. of who I'm with. That's right. That's absolutely I correct. I am who I am yeah. in part because of who is with me. Yep. So I is there a way that we can encourage people to go there quickly? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there is. So so my advice always is um just get naked first. Like somebody has to go first, right? And um it doesn't mean you have to go to like the deepest, darkest right. recesses of your soul. But you, love is risky. Any type of love is risky, whether it's relational love, whether it's romantic love, like you got to put yourself out there, right? Somebody has to say, I have an interest in you or I'm in love with you or right. will you marry me, right? That's all risky. She can say no as easily as she can say yes, right? This person can be drawn to you by your vulnerability or repulsed by it. But if you don't give them the option because you've already made up Right. The scenario in your head, you're never going to know. Right. And so I, I tell people all the time, pick something that you can live with getting out mm. and tell them that. It's great. Like something that, you know, there's a difference between transparent and vulnerability. And so maybe you start with something that's very transparent. Like I don't have a good relationship with my, with my dad. You know, he, he's been an alcoholic and da, 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 he's done this, this and this and see how they, and because of that, I do have some daddy issues and does mm. that, how does that person respond to that? You, you know what I mean? Are they drawn to you more? Or are they kind of like, oh, that's, whoa, bro. And do, do, do they reciprocate? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Either by um, validating how you feel or identifying how you feel. Like, bro, I can understand that. I, My mom and I don't really see eye to eye on a lot, you, you know? So I know what it is to have that disconnection from a parent. We can go a little bit further. You know what I mean? And then- over the course of time, you, you're just able to give more and more. And then they take, and, and now, now listen, 10 of your friends are not going to be able to handle it. Right. And you don't need 10 you of your friends. You don't need 10. Mm -mm. You don't need two. <laughs> if you get one, it's the blessing of the lifetime. If you get two or three, you are, you're winning a lottery. Jesus had 12 disciples. Jonathan had one, David. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Press. I appreciate it. Prez turns my paragraphs into sentences <laughs> so fast 
It's like you have a shrinking ray gun. And you, it's like, that's so chunky, yank. <laughs> and then you turn my one-liners into the most beautiful and articulate I can, stories. I can tell them. Movies. It's true. You turn my one-liner yes. into a movie. I can be very cinematic when I want to be. But we don't need 10. We don't, we don't need 10. We don't need 10, man. And when you find that one, just let them know. Like, hey, I need you. I'm I'm going to tell you everything. I, you know, when I, when I, um, my mom caught me looking at pornography when I was 19 on a big screen TV, right? VHS tape is in the big, the big floor model, big screen TVs. That night I was able to tell her why I was looking at porn. I knew why, right? Porn has always been a symptom. It was never the root. Mm -hmm. And so it was my sexual abuse. But after that night, the way my parents responded to what should have been the most shameful mm. episode in my life up until that point, I literally said to myself, I'm never going to hold a secret again. Yeah. Like ever. So this vulnerability and this transparency comes from the, like, I know how I felt between eight and 19. That 11 years of silence literally was a chokehold. There's a reason why I'm, I, I, I can't stand pornography. I lose my voice. Mm. There's nobody that's ever been looking at porn and having a full-blown conversation. Mm. It keeps you in silence. Not only does it want, porn doesn't only, porn not only wants to be the secret, it wants to keep you silent. Mm. And so once I realized that this was like, that pornography is like a, it's like somebody choking you out, like a Gracie choking you out right you can't even you're tapping and they're not letting you go that's porn they got you in a chokehold you are blacking out and you're doing this like let me go and it's like mm, i'm not letting you go die once i realized that like you tried to keep me silent i'll never i don't care how embarrassing it makes me look mm. i'll take embarrassment over a seek over silence any day of my life and that's what made me open i know it was overwhelming for you when we first met the way I came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was like. But it taught me containment quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. You got a measure of divine containment from your parents. Uh huh. I did. From what could have been the most shameful thing. That's correct. But it made you go, I'm never keeping a secret yeah. again. Ever. That's <laughs> so where you walk into our relationship. You're like, you need to understand this about me. I'm not keeping secrets. That's exactly right. <laughs> and either you're going to cancel our next lunch. Right. Or you're going to be back. Right. But that's on you. That's not on me. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, and I don't think I've ever said this to you before. Uh, one of the things I've learned from you over the years, you know, your, your being in tune with yourself has come from a lot of hours of counseling. A lot. Meeting with a therapist. Yes, sir. Um, I think one of the things I've learned from you, the healthier you got, and the way I would describe healthy is not a lack of sickness. It's right. a lack of awareness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it really an good. abundance of awareness. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's healthy. Yeah, for sure. You Absolutely. Know, it's not the absence yeah. of sickness. That's right. It's an abundance of awareness. That's exactly right. And you've become very self-aware mm -hmm. of your soil. Mm -hmm. But the healthier you got, the better it was for me. Mm -hmm. So you you were teaching me things. So I would say it like this. I wasn't ready. Yep. Because you took me right into the deep end of the pool. I've never <laughs> had that with anyone in my life before. Right, exactly. Yep. I mean, not my own wife. I, I like I had yeah. not seen that. Yeah. You modeled healthy honesty mm -hmm. 
consistent transparency. Mm. But part of it, it was a muscle you had built up yep. from hours before you even found a friend. Yep, for sure. To have that with. Yeah. You found someone. Yep. Mm-hmm. You found people mm-hmm. who coached you emotionally. Yep. That's what a therapist is. That's yeah. what a counselor is. That's they're, exactly they're right. Emotional coaches. That, that's very true. Absolutely correct. And it, you're getting healthier helped me get stronger. Mm. And so one of the best reasons for you to get emotionally healthier is I guarantee you it's going to be not just good, better Mm. for the people closest to you in your life. Because as you got healthier emotionally, it helped me get stronger. It's good. Emotionally. Yeah. And I wanted what you had. Yep. Yep. You lived it out. I watched it. Yep. And to your point, when someone lives it out in front of you, there's only two options. That's right. That's exactly they're right. They're going to run from it. Uh-huh. Not just from the relationship. They're going to, their choice to run away from the relationship is just the evidence they're choosing to run away from that lifestyle. That's correct. That's correct. But if they come back to lunch that next time, mm-hmm. what they're saying is, mm-hmm. I need to live like this. That's exactly right. I want what you got and I'm going to sit here until I figure it mm-hmm. out. I'm going to squirm. Uh-huh. I'm going to deal with why I squirm. Uh-huh. I'm going to uh-huh. figure out why That's I squirm. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Until I live like this. That's exactly right. Yep. But I needed someone to go first. Yeah. And I was glad to go first. And so my encouragement to you is go first. You're going to feel awkward. It, you might even feel embarrassed, but if you go first, I, I remember um, I, I shared my testimony on I Am Second uh, yep. years ago, yep. uh, but I remember talking to one of the guys there and he said, uh, when you go first, you give people permission to go second and somebody just has to be brave enough to go first. And that way it makes it easy for everybody else to come behind you. It's like, okay, either my story ain't as bad as yours or I get to top you. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Uh, Cause there's only two tests. And a lot of people think that um, erroneously. So, cause this, this could lead to trauma bonds, but a lot of people think that you have to have gone through the same kind of brokenness right. and those sometimes that can lead to a trauma bond. And it's not, it's very, very unhealthy. There's only two testimonies in the entire world. God either saves you from something or through something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whatever he's redeemed you from, from or through, talk about it. Talk about it. That's, Israel has two main redemption stories. One is through and one is from. He saved us through the Red Sea. He brought us back from exile in Babylon. It's the two greatest narratives Mm. in the biblical narrative of Israel's history. And that is... And they wrote songs about it. And they wrote... They didn't just talk about it. They wrote songs about it, and they made sure every generation knew the narrative. So that, to me, is, is, um, is the starter kit to a deep relational connection with another person. For people, because we hear this all the time, you know, (laughs) 
especially after the episode of the basement that we did together, you know, people just saying, I, I want my Timmy, I want my, uh -huh. you know, yeah, we hear that a lot. Yep. I think it's important to, especially when we talk about this topic, I think it's important to remind people that doesn't just happen overnight and you need to be prepared for it because had, had we not mm -hmm. been prepared for it, mm -hmm. I would have missed mismanaged it mm -hmm. and I would have lost it. Yep. You know, yep. If I hadn't gone through those five, six years of trying to do it all by myself, yep. that was my preparation. Right. Right. I knew by the time I met you, yep. I needed you. Yep. And I think it's important to remind them, Hey, if this isn't a muscle you have of honesty, openness and transparency, the best investment you can make in yourself and in that future relationship is to pay someone mm -hmm. to start talking to. I promise you it is. I promise you. I mean, how many times have we heard, oh, I don't I don't have my, to me, I don't have yeah. my press. Pay no. for one. Oh. <laughs> Buy them. Pay for one. And a lot of people get paralyzed like, I don't know where to start in looking for a therapist. You wind up landing on your therapist like you do a good barber <laughs> or a good stylist. It's, it's trial and error. That's right. Sometimes it's you great. sit in that chair and that first haircut, they spin you around and you're like, you're my barber for life. Other times you're like, Thanks. They shave my head and I didn't even ask for it. Mm -hmm. You walk out and you go, I'm not going back to that one. But you know when you find the right one. But you got to go sit. But you got to go sit in somebody's chair. You got to go sit in the chair. You got to go sit in somebody's chair. And so, yeah. Well, that's great. I Until I sat at the table, I needed to sit in the chair. Mm-hmm. 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 Like I'm I, I had to learn the hard way. And yeah. I didn't sit with a therapist before we sat down. Yep. But I did walk through it with the Lord. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He, he is the counselor. He is the, the, the Holy Spirit is the counselor. The counselor. That's not to say the only. Right. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely and he correct. He will use yes. counselors. He will. There's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Yes, there is. But I do think one of the fastest ways. To show show the Lord, I'm ready for my David. I'm ready for my Jonathan. I'm ready for my Deborah. I'm ready for my Mary. Yeah, is to pay for one. Are absolutely correct. I promise you, it's the best investment you can ever make. Buy it before you get it. Absolutely. Practice. Yes. Build those muscles. Yes. And it's an extravagant gift to whoever that friend is going to be, whoever that life partner is going to be. It's an extravagant I can, gift. I can say from experience. Me too. You gave me a gift. Yeah. Well, thank you. You gave me a gift. And we gave we gave our wives a gift. Yeah. Like like you, there's nothing more extravagant than a person that's done work on their own soul. So, and it's amazing. You know, a lot of people think about, oh, I've gone years without my twin, so to speak. It's amazing how quickly we made up for lost time. We we didn't I mean, know after each our other. first four hours. Yeah, absolutely correct. It was yeah. We knew yeah this is going to happen quickly. That's exactly right. And I think it was because you had done a lot mm -hmm. of heavy lifting personally. Mm -hmm. I had gone to a place yep. where I could finally admit, I need this. Yep. I need him. Yep. And we were both willing going forward to say, yep. whatever it requires. Yep. Absolutely. I will do. Uh-huh. Because I need this. We need this. I can't be me. Yep. Without you. Without you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's good. And when I know you can handle my mistakes, I know you can handle me. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I think it's an important conversation. Yeah. I don't need a hundred people okay with my mistakes. No. I just need the people I love the most. That's right. To 
I don't need them to endorse my mistakes. Mm-mm, no, absolutely. I just need to feel safe enough That's to right. be able to make That's mistakes. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then have you be honest with me. Yeah, absolutely. And help me break down the game film. That's right. That's and absolutely say, correct. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm grateful that, that God has given you that place in my life. Thank you. Vice versa. Always. I love you so much. I love you. I mean, I seriously... We could do this all day, bro. I love you so much. I love you. Well, the good thing is we could do it for life. Our our kind of running joke is we're going to live in the same cul-de-sac in heaven. That's we've said that for years. In old age, we're going to sit on the same front porch uh and drink tea on the patio. That's exactly right. (laughs) Reminisce on all the things the Lord allowed us to do. And then when we go to be with the Lord, Mm -hmm. we will not be at all surprised when we live in the same cul-de-sac. He's going to put us together. (laughs) It it has to be. He put us together, so he's going to keep us together. Then we might as well be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love you so much. I love you too, Thanks for doing this. No, this this is special, man. This is a special place. And we pray that this is valuable for you. When it's valuable for me, even if it's not valuable for you. Every time we we get together and talk, it's valuable for me. I learn, and I pray that the Holy Spirit spoke to you. I know Timmy does too. Yeah, we both love you so much. Yeah, we do. And we believe in the call of God on your life. We probably take it even a little bit more seriously than you might. Might. And so for now, <laughs> we would say this. Keep preparing. Mm-hmm. Do what must be done. God wants to give you something like this, and you're going to need it. I'm in the fight of my career spiritually. And my wife and this man to my right are the two humans who are fighting the most with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And all of the difficult things, all of the growth that we we went through together, all of the hard conversations we've had together, all of that was worth it to get to this place now. I agree. Where when I need it the most, I have my best friend mm-hmm. to fight with me. Yes, sir. In a way, mm-hmm. not many people in this world can. Yep. So it's a process, but I promise you it will be worth it. I love you so much. We love you so much. Absolutely. Can't wait to talk to you next week.